What's going on, guys? It's Fantasy Stock Exchange here, bringing you back another uh, video in our series in terms of uh, ADP bus wide receivers coming up. Uh, this is Daniel, Tyler, Bush, and then obviously we're joined by Notorious Fantasy, Nick over there. So how's everybody's days going? I know I kind of butchered that, but let's just fucking roll on. It wouldn't be a video without you butchering it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, without you busting all over it. So let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you want to – I'll kick it off here. Go for it, bro. Uh, all, you. All right, so we are talking wide receivers today, and I'm going to start with T.Y. Hilton, wide receiver 30, pick 74 off the board in redraft leagues. Um, it seems that T.Y. Hilton's hit that part of his career, like A.J. Green, where he just can't stay healthy. Uh, last year, he only had one game um, where he had more than 13 fantasy points and three games where he had double digits. So he's not really like the elite receiver he used to be in the days of him and Andrew Luck slinging the ball all over the yard up until this past year he was basically one of those uh, veterans who would just not practice but he would still play games and uh this past year he missed six games and they were like sporadic too so he wasn't like you didn't know if you were starting him you didn't know what his situation was until like game time and sometimes that screwed you over because he'd get injured mid mid game and screw up your whole lineup so on top of missing six games, he saw reduced snaps in less than 60% uh, of less, sorry, less than 60% snap share in additional four games that he didn't miss. Um, so now let's talk about how the Colts will be adding a wide out in the draft. Like they will be doing it. They have two uh, early second round picks. It'll be um, a Denzel Mims, uh, like a type of receiver like that. And not to mention Paris Campbell's workload should also increase next year. And um, the Colts will still have guys like Pascal and uh, secondary guys that, uh, can get involved also. I, I just don't think T.Y. is going to be fantasy relevant, like, at all. This isn't really a, an ADP pick. I just – I don't like the player personally. I don't think he's going to be relevant anymore. I think his days of being a, a fantasy receiver are, are kind of done. I think he's pretty much just washed. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on T.Y.? I mean, uh, personally here, wide receiver 30 would be a stretch for me because, I mean, you're looking at that. that You're expecting them to be a mid – uh, wide receiver three on your lineup and just his health has like a not, sixth round pick too yeah his health has just not proven that to me i mean i won't go as far as saying i don't like the player because i think when he's on the field he's proven like he's a dynamic talent in the league i we just haven't seen it in years so uh for me for me personally i don't see the ceiling here uh simply because i don't think he's gonna play uh more so too his floor is literally like nothing it's like gone like he could literally do nothing next year, and I would not be surprised. So uh, definitely, definitely, wide receiver 30, I am avoiding him. So uh, Nick, Tyler, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, T.Y. Wilton here? I mean, imagine not liking a guy on the team where Phillip Rivers will just throw the ball to like a million times. Like, come on. But in reality, I don't like T.Y. at all. I think that if he was somehow healthy, he would be very good. But his injury concerns are far too high for me to even think about drafting him. In all the mocks I've done, I've never even once thought about picking him. All the guys around him just have so much more appeal to me. So, Tyler, what do you think? T.Y. is not an attractive player anymore. It, it, he's just not the injury-prone game. It's not a game I like to play um, when it comes to uh, where he's at ADP-wise. It, it's just it, – it's unfortunate because he's, he's just – He's, he's a great talent, um, but I, I just can't – I can't get around a guy who, who's always hurt. And Philip Rivers as a quarterback is not attractive to me at all. Um, Brissett either, even if they draft a guy, it's not going to be immediate value. And I feel like that's what T.Y. Hilton's holding on to right now because he's an aging player. It's just, just the inevitability of it. Uh, 30 years old, I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Fucking ancient. 
Okay. So does anyone else have anything else to say about him, or can I pivot into another injury-prone player? So Go for my injury-prone player is a guy that Bush already brought up, A.J. Green, the man who played zero total games last year. FFPC wide receiver 31 overall 82. Now, I don't know what you have to be snorting, what you have to be smoking, what you have to be injecting into you to believe that A.J. Green is worthy of this pick. His chance of injury in 2020, according to Sports Injury Predictor, is 53%. Most guys, unless you're talking about T.Y. Hilton, nowhere near there. He has had hurt his toe four total times since 2014, and he played in the last four years 35 games out of a total 64. So based upon my quick mathematics, that is not very good. That's like half the fucking games. That is very bad for a guy that you think could potentially be a wide receiver one. Sure, if he somehow stays healthy by all, like, I don't even know. He's probably going to have to pray to someone or something to get healthy, but I don't know. I don't trust him at all. I, I hate A.J. Green. There's nothing to really talk about, just his injury concerns. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, don't. Sorry, I was gonna say, don't do it, guys. Like, the people I find all the time are like, "Oh, did you see what he did in 2015?" I don't care what he did five years ago. He is not that same player, guys. Keep this in mind. He has not played a healthy season in what you say four four years now. The past four years, he's played 35 out of 64 games. No, thank you. Like, no, thank you. Simply put, pick. that's insane. No. Don't do it, guys. Please. People made that argument last year. Oh, look at the discount we're getting at AJ Green. Look what he did in the past. Oh, I'm getting, that, getting him at such a discount. He played zero games last year. Mm-hmm. Play, yeah. like, he's not reliable. And simply put, are we even sure he's the same player he was before he got hurt? Again, he stubbed his freaking toe four times and missed seasons for it. Like, come on, guys. Learn. You only have 10 toes, so you eventually start to run out of ones that you can stop. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to play the, the, the defense argument real quick before I just flame the shit out of them. Uh, people are going to say Joe Burrow's coming to that offense. Will Joe Burrow elevate AJ Green? Yes, he won't when he's not on the field, which is basically half the time. So how, how are we supposed to get value out of, out of AJ Green if, if he doesn't have – if he's not playing on the field? And I would much rather take Tyler Boyd, and I'm a huge, Easily. huge taker of John Ross because I think Joe Burrow's deep ball abilities is great. Where you can get John Ross right now, waiting like rounds later, and, and, and getting a guy who basically will be the wide receiver too in that offense after Boyd. AJ Green's just not there anymore. He's just I, not, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not even focused on being a Bengal anymore because I'm pretty sure most of the injuries last year weren't even real. It's just him not wanting to play. And if so, you, if you're not motivated to play, how how are you? I just don't see it. It's not going to click for me. I'm sorry. If you offered me Ross for AJ Green straight up, I would take Ross. Yeah. I would take in Ross. In Dynasty. We'll, we'll Even in, in redraft, in to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, that's, that's a little gutty. That's um, cool. But... Okay, so AJ Green, let me point this out, has not eclipsed 1,300 receiving yards since 2013. <laughs> that's a long time ago. That's crazy. That is a long time ago. He was, th- he was on his rookie contract last yeah. time he did it. Like, AJ Green... I've heard other fantasy analysts describe him as having top five upside still. It doesn't exist. AJ Green does not have top five I, I think upside. I know who you're Even referring to, six, and I'm laughing. Playing 16 games, he still does not have top five what? upside. Does he have top, I don't even down. think he has top 10 upside, to be quite honest. He's slowed down. He is a wide receiver, too, if he's healthy, which is never. So, I, I as far as I'm concerned, there's not, a, like, a round I would pick him in. If he was an 11th round pick, I still wouldn't pick him. I feel like in 2013, when he was doing that good, who was around him at wide receiver? No one, I don't think. I mean, now he has... TJ Hoosman Zada. Yeah, I mean, 
honestly, like if Tyler Eifert was somehow, still playing there. If Tyler Eifert was still on the fucking Bengals, I would rather take him over AJ Green at that oh, pick. Like, God. come on, like AJ Green, at least Tyler Eifert plays eight games. This guy's gonna play none. What about the year Terrell Owens was there? You guys remember that? That's funny. So I, I guess I'm going to dive into my. We, we were done ripping on AJ Green. The Bengals suck as an organization. That's just don't do it, guys. Um, so, so my bust, um, Mike Williams, uh, wide receiver for 39 right now. Uh, I just think it's a bit too high because Tyrod Taylor's not the quarterback. Um, and, and if they're going to develop a quarterback, it won't be. Uh, it won't establish Mike Williams this year as a good fantasy player. Um, and here's where I have to go back to because it's, it's just the last full season he played. 2017, Tyrod Taylor, was, that was his last full season in, um, in the NFL. Uh-huh. It was with the Bills. Deep ball percent on, on these deep balls of 16-plus yards through these 16 games. 24 for 68, 35% with an accurate percentage of 48.5. So he's not throwing the deep ball. It, it's accurate at times, uh, sure, but – He's barely going to it. He's not a deep ball player. That's where Mike Williams thrives. And we're all talking about Mike Williams' touchdown upside. Um, you know, just with Rivers, if we would have came back, it's gone now because the, the deep ball ability is just not there. I don't think it's Mike Williams as a uh, as, as a wide receiver, but it's more or less just what his situation is. Um, but here's my advice for him. If you hold stock for him in Dynasty, just pray. Pray that Tua or Herbert go there. And that, that just happens, and you don't have to worry about Tyrod for too long. Or um, Jameis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cam Newton. I, I just want to list a few guys that are sitting around him right now. Michael Hardman, would you take him over Mike Williams? Yeah, I would. No, I would, I, just take hope, Hardman. I would just hope Williams is better. You would draft a kicker, wouldn't you? Isn't Deontay Johnson going in that range as well? Yeah, Deontay yeah, Preston Williams. I would Williams. much prefer Maybe Deontay Johnson. Darling Shepard, yeah. Darius Slayton. Preston Williams, where's he at? John Brown. I mean, these are guys that, like, they're up John Brown's going after him? Yeah. Holy. It, yeah. I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's it's insane. The, it's just not going to happen. And it's not Mike Williams as, as a talent. It's Tyro Taylor. And it's unfortunate that that happens to some players. But that's just that's just how it rolls. And fantasy-wise, I'm not looking at Mike Williams at all. Yeah. See, I don't – some... Oh, yeah, you can go. Sorry. Okay, so I have some dynasty shares of Mike Williams, and I'm, I'm really yeah. nervous about them because I, I got him pretty late in our uh, in our startup draft uh, that Danny and I are in. But um, I do think Mike Williams has some upside. We're talking about a 24-year-old receiver who had 1,000 yards last year. So I, do, like, I don't want to discount the fact that he kind of broke out. So um, I do think he has upside, and I think Tyrod's like not going to help him, obviously. But a big-armed guy, like like if, if they sign James Herbert. Woods and Cam Newton or Justin Herbert or something, will definitely help Mike Williams. Okay. Right now, the situation is just too murky. And if it is Tyrod, then that is definitely a downgrade for Phillip Rivers because Rivers at least would chuck it deep to him and uh, throw him some 50-50 balls, and that's pretty much all Mike Williams can do. So It's why in Dynasty I'm saying hold, hold, hold him. Don't sell yeah. because there's a chance that he could actually be a very good threat in the future. But you don't look at playing him this year at all. And you gotta you gotta understand, guys, and and dynasty, don't sell when everyone's selling because you're just not going to get the price you're looking for. Like, let's be honest here. If you're selling at the lowest point, you are just not gonna get fair value for your asset. Hold them when they're at their lowest and sell again, buy them when they're low, sell them when they're high, hold them when they're low, and keep them when they're high. Or sell them when they're high. You know what I mean? Fuck. Stonks. Yeah. yeah. Just be smart. Be smart. If he's going at his lowest that you think he's gonna go, hold him. Wait until he's going higher, and then in the midseason, say he's balling out, then you could sell him for way more than he's going for right now. So, 
I, I mean, uh, like, yeah. to play devil's advocate, like, I think that it's not going to be Tyrod. So, I actually think he has upside where he's going right now, to be honest with you. Because if it's – if but there is a factor where it is Tyrod, and he's completely terrible in this case. Because Tyrod got beat out by Tyler's favorite man, Baker Mayfield. So, how good is Tyler – or how good is he anyways? I don't think Tyrod's any good at all. So, if it's Tyrod, there's no way I would even touch him at all, regardless of where he falls. If he's in the 15th round, I'd rather draft – some random guy that is like an upside kind of guy over the guy that has Tyrod Taylor as quarterback. So I think it's like a 50-50 shot to take a quarterback in the first round because the Okun trade, them trading away Okun makes me think they're going to take a tackle. That's why I'm thinking it could I be could Tyrod, but no. but like if there's a court, if Tua is still on the board, like he can't, like he can't. Pass oh, you him. can't pass like, Tua, but I'm saying he's like, not going to be there. Even, even Herbert, like even Herbert, I think I would still take. But until we know what the Chargers are doing at quarterback, whether they're going to bring in a veteran or draft a guy. Um, we, we really can't be sure. I, I, I personally would bring in a veteran. I would bring in a guy like Cam Newton or Jameis Winston and then draft a tackle at, at six. But Agreed. Um, we'll see what happens. If it is Tyrod Taylor, then yeah, definitely he's going too high. And I think his ADP will will fall a little bit if that if Tyrod is the guy going into the season. I'm just going to play one hypothetical here. Say they take a tackle. Like say they take Tristan Wirfs, uh, one of those guys. I mean, like we clearly know the top four tackles in this class. But uh, say they take one of those guys in the first round and then go back at pick 37. And end up with a guy like Jalen Hurts. That's what I was about to say. What about uh, a guy like Jalen Hurts? I think it's kind of neutral in terms of as, as a as a thrower. I don't think there's much difference between Jalen Hurts and Tyrod Taylor, to be honest. Jalen Hurts is at better this though, point. At this point, I mean, Jalen Hurts well, has more upside, obviously, oh, but as I mean, a rookie, because we're, we're talking redraft. about redraft right now. Sorry, yeah, we're talking yeah. about redraft. I meant dynasty because, like, you brought up like your dynasty shares. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, no, re- redraft either way. I'm off it, but uh, yeah. Again, seg- segueing into my guy. Uh, Tyler's not going to like this at all because he absolutely loves him. But uh, for me in redraft, DeAndre Hopkins going as the wide receiver two overall, 112, which is the 12th overall pick in the first round, is just too high for me. I mean, we can go over the stats last year. I mean, it's not really going to make much of a difference here for me. That's not my argument. But last year, he finishes the wide receiver six in standard, wide receiver three in both half and full PPR formats, and was the standard wide receiver seven in points per game. Wide receiver five and four, respectively, in uh, half PPR and full PPR formats. But that's not my argument. I'm not going to argue that he is not a statistically uh, dominant receiver, or he's not even. I'm not even going to argue that he's untalented because clearly he's a top two or three talent at wide receiver in this league. My argument simply is the move to Arizona. Now, on paper, dynasty by all means, he's going to be good in Arizona long term. But uh, but this season alone. Wide receiver two is too high. It's too high. I mean, you look at it. I mean, it's proven over time. Receivers that change teams in the offseason statistically face regression. I mean, we like, are we like, I know you guys don't like, like, uh, Nick and Tyler don't like him, but Odell Beckham Jr. is a talented wide receiver. He is a talented wide receiver. Yeah, talented at doing coke. If you guys can't argue that he's not talented, as much as you guys hate him. All right, I'm going to finish. But uh, uh, while the Cardinals are a high-volume offense in general, like I get that. Like, this is going to be an argument. Oh, they're a fast-paced offense. They're going to get a lot of plays. And look at the targets that they have there. I mean, they got Christian Kirk. They got Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds. I mean, they got uh, – we haven't even, like, indulged into the receiver core. Dean Butler, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, et cetera. Those guys aren't DeAndre Hopkins. I get that. I get that fully. But there's – targets there to the point i mean we're talking wide receiver 280p right now i'm not saying he's going to be a bust i'm not saying he's going to finish outside of the top six i'm just saying the guys are going around him i'd much prefer now we haven't even got into the COVID 19 situation obviously 
we're struck by COVID-19, coronavirus, sweeping everybody, everybody's quarantined. We're already facing statistical regression for receivers that change teams in the offseason. He is going to have even less time to acclimate himself in the offense, in the Cardinals offense, and gain a rapport with Kyler Murray, which is unfortunate because I think those two are going to be a great tandem long term. Again, this is redraft, not dynasty. I love him in dynasty. But wide receiver two in redraft, I'm just looking at guys that are going after him right now. Currently players such as Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, they're all going after him in the second round right now. And they're all guys I would just prefer uh, to have my team on simply because I think they're safer options for this year. So while I like Hopkins as a talent at his current ADP of wide receiver two and 112 overall, I'll be avoiding ta- Hopkins in all redraft leagues at this point. So, I mean, uh, clearly there's going to be some disagreeing here, but what are your guys' thoughts on Hopkins at the wide receiver two, 12th overall ADP? I just want to touch on the COVID-19 thing real quick. I think that's a great point. I think uh, in terms of a redraft strategy in general, I would, if we don't know what's going to happen uh, as of yet, this is uh, uh, April 1st when this comes out. So in terms of OTAs and mini camps and training camp, we'll all know that by the time the season comes around, but we could be facing this uh, gray area where we don't know uh, how much practice and reps that these players are actually going to get in with their new situation. So rookies and uh, players changing teams could be less effective and it could uh, gear your draft strategy towards uh, more so players that aren't changing teams and their situation remain the same as it did last year. So guys like even guys like Tom Brady going to uh, Bruce Arians system, like uh, he's not going to have as much time to work outside of the system he was in for 20 years. Like he's, he's not going to have enough time if there's no OTAs, if there's no mini camps, if training camp shortened or whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah, in terms of the Hopkins thing, I think he is definitely riskier for that reason. But uh, what, what are your guys' uh, thoughts other than that? I mean, I would, I, I think it's hard to say that, that he's just an outlier uh, as, as a guy that won't be affected by this. Um, but I genuinely believe Kyler Murray respects the talent. Uh, everyone kind of does. Kingsbury's going to build his offense to assist Hopkins a lot. So even if they don't have the connection, I feel like Hopkins is just such a good dominant receiver that, that it's almost just a throw it up to him and he's going to make the play for you. I think Hopkins is, is absolutely elite. I think Watson was holding him back last year. I know that's, how, that's a hot take, but if you watch games, Watson will just spend like seven, eight, nine, ten seconds in the pocket just roaming around, and, and he's got Hopkins wide open, and he just doesn't go there. He wants to look to run like he's still a, like he's still a rookie. That's agitating. But, sorry, you know, who's uh, you mentioned that? Who's saying Kyler Murray isn't that similar type of player? I mean, Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, are similar players in the sense of their improvisation, their rushing skills. I I just think personally, like. You, they had a good thing going at Houston as much as we want to say Watson missed them at times. He also made spectacular plays to get him the ball. I mean, Watson is a, a fantastic quarterback in my own opinion. But, uh, <clears throat> sorry, it's more so who's going after him, I feel, is sa- uh, safer at this point. I mean, I would take Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, simply because I know exactly what I'm going to be getting with them. We have not seen Hopkins do it in Arizona yet. And with all the COVID-19, with the less of an offseason that really acclimate himself with Kyler Murray, I just I would I would prefer taking the safer options again. We mentioned in uh, we mentioned it before. You don't win your draft in the first three rounds, but you can sure lose it. And losing value there when you could have had a guy like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, I mean, I've already listed them, with a much safer floor, in my opinion. That's 
that's my point. I mean, I love Hopkins. If he was going around uh, wide receiver five-ish, I would definitely consider him at that spot. It's just a wide receiver two, second receiver off the board behind uh, Michael Thomas going in the first round. Do I really want to invest the 112 uh, 201 in him? And for that reason, I'm going to be avoiding him. Now, if he was going mid-second round, pound the trigger. I mean, like I, I'm definitely considering him in that range. It's just what 12, 13 area. Like that's going to be your pick. You're going to be on the turn. You won't pick again until the late third round. Like I can't do it. It's just remarkably better. How it's run is better. I think, I think overall in, in the future, we'll be sitting here saying that Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson is because I think that's hot. That's hot. Yeah. No, that's not that hot. hot I love Kyler Murray, but I think Deshaun Watson's already that guy. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, to me, is the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he's going to be the best quarterback in the NFL when he goes to the Patriots next year. So. That's disgusting. I think um, for, for one first-round pick, and uh, they get a second back. Yeah, they get Sony Michelle. Yes. <laughs> the tandem. And then the target argument. I mean, I don't, I don't really think – I don't think it was the Hopkins show in, in Texas. He had 104 and, catches last year. Yeah, but – Which I mean, was third in the NFL. Jordan Atkins, right? His other tight end. And I, I, I get that fully. I, I mean, think they can. I think he commands the targets wherever he is. To be honest, I don't think I, I, it's not going to change. DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins. I, I do think, think he can demand more. That's what I'm saying. That's like, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think his targets are going to take a hit because he's in a new offense with more weapons. I think he's going to get his, and the other uh, players are fall after him. I don't think it matters who's I mean, in his offense. I think he's I'm, the number one regardless. I'm yeah. not arguing that he has the potential to be the wide receiver too. I'm just saying slotting him mm-hmm. in there especially with the shortened offseason, especially with the lack of rapport with his starting quarterback. Now, again, I said dynasty, all for it. That situation is going to be fantastic for the future. Just year one, again, I, I, I would feel hesitant investing that sort of capital in him. So uh, there's just players after him that I would prefer at that spot. So, but I don't, uh, think, I don't think that makes him a bust taking two guys. Too oh, much. I'm not arguing that he's like, when I say bust, it's in comparison to where he's going. And when I, I say agree. bust, he's definitely riskier. He's definitely riskier than the guys going around him. Like a bust could, whole situation. Yeah. See, I wouldn't consider him necessarily a bust, but Adams, one hundred percent, you have to take him over him. At least to me. I mean, in one of my videos, I took DeAndre Hopkins Hill, over I would him. Take Hill guaranteed over him. Too. Yeah. Yeah, Hill as well. But I mean, I, I took take DeAndre. Godwin. Yeah, Godwin. Godwin's in a similar situation though, because he's got a new quarterback. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. So- but I mean, like, I just feel like Godwin has his role defined on that offense, whereas Hopkins is transitioning into that offense. That's just how I, I view it. I mean, Hopkins in, is a fantastic Tampa, They're going to redesign the offense around Tom Brady, though. It's not going to be the same Hopkins thing. I would take Hopkins' talent over Chris Godwin, like, tomorrow. Like, today. I take him right now at, what, 12.05? Whatever the fuck the time it is. I mean, that, that's not even a doubt in my mind. So, if you're going to play the new offense for a quarterback-wide receiver duo, I'll take Hopkins' situation but way more. I feel like Godwin – can, tra- can transition more to uh, Tom Brady rather than Hopkins can to the Arizona offense. That's just my point. I mean, Hopkins it gets Hopkins is a fantastic compared to a guy that Kyler Murray has played with before. That's right. So he's played with C- he's played with CD yeah. Lamb before. CD I mean, Lamb is compared good. to DeAndre Hopkins. So that I mean, I I don't. That's not who I compare CD Lamb yeah. to. But I, I've compared him to that. The parallels. So. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah. think I think anyone else got anything to say about Hopkins? I think it's a pretty split room here. Yeah, wide yeah. Receiver. I mean, nah, more like wide receiver five for me, but not a bust though. <laughs> that, no, the, again, Tyler, you're completely misunderstanding the point of bust. Bust is where they are going relative to where you would compare them. 
if I'm ranking him at the wide receiver five and he's going at the two, that is a bust in my book. That is a bust. Flat out. Not, not to me. He's not completely like, a bust. I think they're all in the same tier. So I, I, I would agree with Nick. I don't think he's a bust, but I do. I, I would favor some of the guys behind him over him. Yeah, he's o- more overvalued than a bust, I would say. Yeah. I mean, okay, you want to call it overvalued, you want to call it a bust. That's just kind of like where my mindset is. If I'm going to invest wide receiver two capital in a guy I view as more of a five, then I just think that's not worth the pick. So like, whether it's but, not worth the pick or bust or whatever we want to classify it, like. Regardless, let's uh, let's yeah. wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Make sure you guys are checking out uh, Nick's channel. It'll be linked down below. Make sure you're checking out all of our Twitters. Um, Tyler will be uh, doing live streams. Tyler, you want to uh, tell them yeah. about that? Saturday afternoons. Um, I'm, I'm aiming to around one o'clock uh, just to do about a couple hour um, just live of answering you guys' questions, doing some film breakdowns, looking at these 2020 prospects, maybe doing a few dynasty drafts with you guys. I'd love to do that. Uh, and then Tuesday uh, evenings as well. So we have two different days get uh, as many people in as possible, um, make sure everyone has a chance to kind of interact with us. We're going to have a rotational cast of people um, helping us out, whether it be Corey, Danny, Lucas, uh, really anyone we're open to just popping on and talking some film, talking some just overall drafts. Yeah. We're very excited to kick that series off. Talking football. I mean, yeah, talk football. Let's what, do it. what else is better? You, you pop, pop on the couch Saturday, tune into a live stream. I mean, it's a bunch of cool dudes talking football. Let's be honest here. But, uh, yeah, stick around with this channel, man. I mean, I've said it in every video. Go like, subscribe, hit that bell noti. I mean, we got so much planned for you guys. Like, we're excited to pump it out, and we're hoping that you guys are excited to watch because, uh, I mean, we're definitely planning for this channel to really really take uh, take flight. So stay tuned, don't boys. Forget about, don't forget about the written word, thefantasystockexchange.com. We'll be Big pumping one. out a bunch of articles, prospect breakdowns, all that, all that jazz. Rankings will be going up soon as well. So uh, thanks for joining us and uh, peace out. Yeah. Go check Nick as well. So uh, stay tuned guys. Take care.